and my camera didn't come on. God, you gotta love that, right? Guys, hang on one second. I'll get my camera on. Uh, here we go. Let's try it again. There I am. Okay, that happens about once every hundred times. Welcome everybody to Dead Talk Live. Tonight we have special guests, Camilla Rutherford and Paige Ruth, who are the stars of Father of Flies, which is releasing tomorrow on digital and video on demand. Uh, I want to welcome the both of you for being here. Uh, the movie was great. I thought the chemistry between you two was amazing, as we talked about before we started the show. Uh, so let's just dive right into it. Camilla, uh, I'd love to know, you know, you have been doing this for a long time now and you've played such a wide spectrum of roles. What was it like to step into that evil stepmother role? Well, I mean, I, I, I start out um, always finding what I love about the character. And um, so I didn't, um, um, so, so I, I really loved her from the start. And um, I related to her, and I really believed in her story. Um, that she was, you know, she was very much in love with Richard, who she meets at a conference, and um, she's extremely happy to move into his home and life, and is very optimistic about their future. We're going to delve deeper into your character in a bit, but Paige, I got to ask you. Uh, is IMDb correct? Is this your first full feature film? Yes. Yeah, this was, um, I think, the third thing I had really worked on. So I was super green to it. So tell us about the experience coming onto a set, doing a full feature film. You've done various shorts before that. Uh, what was it like? Were you nervous? Yeah, I was a bit nervous. Um I think, I mean, it was so nice to be on set, you know, with actors like Camilla and, and Nick, because they're just such like masters of their craft. So I feel like I really got to learn a lot just by, um, you know, playing around with them and watching how they work. And um, yeah, but it was overall really great. And Ben is like a very easy director to me, like he doesn't micromanage a lot. And mm -hmm. he's like, really okay with um i think you playing around with your own interpretations of things and a, a lot of the the scenes were very like short so um i guess it could be kind of nerve-wracking but it was kind of nice because you know you only had so much time to do everything so you kind of just put in your all and um it yeah it worked out it definitely and worked, it worked out, out. Now, Camilla, when it comes to uh, your character, Coral, and Donna's relationship, Donna yes. is Paige's uh, character in the movie, you guys, you know, typical sort of about-to-be stepmother, daughter, clashing of personalities, the daughter doesn't like you. Uh, did you guys sort of work out how you guys were going to play it off, uh, you know, is it going to be Coral really trying to make an effort with Donna? Or was it said in the script the way that Coral approached Donna and her attitude towards Donna? That was always going to be it from the start. 
Um, well, the, the the story has its 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 arc and and its and and it was there in the script, so we we, we went along with with, with that and. Um, and uh, Donna was brilliant, I thought. Um, and the, it, it's really difficult um, for someone of her age to accept a new person in the family, naturally, anyway. Um, and um, Donna understood that perfectly, I think. Um, yeah. I, I completely agree with that. I think I, she's supposed to be around like 17, kind of you know, right, right, right about to start adulthood. So, you know, for something, um, you know, to, to not have your biological mother around and have someone coming in and understandably wanting to be the woman of the house, I think, um, for someone in Donna's position, like that would be a bit hard to wrap your head around. Mm -hmm. And I think she was also just in her angsty, you know, teen phase, which, I can relate. I had one, so I just kind of channeled that. And meanwhile, Coral thinks that her love will conquer all, and that, that, that she's going to have this new relationship, and that um, I, she probably underestimates um, the importance of her new partner's relationship with his child, his, his previous his previous life, and. Um, and I suppose she's hoping that um, that they can just move on and that it won't matter that much. But unfortunately, <laughs> it doesn't matter. the teenager has other ideas. <laughs> this movie has a great plot twist in the end. I didn't see it coming at all. Uh, this, now, Donna is really protective of her little brother. Michael, okay? And Michael is sort of like the central character to which the story revolves around. Uh, now, Paige, when you were working, you know, when Donna was, would you say Donna was very overprotective of Michael, especially when it came to Coral's character? I would say so. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of things in the script where I'm not sure if they they totally translated to screen, but it was definitely nice to have that um, sort of like underneath the story, just for all of us to base how we feel about certain things and how we're gonna like move about that world. So um, yeah, I would say she is very protective of him and I maybe like wanting to keep his like innocence a bit more, um, yeah, more preserved. Would you say Donna was sort of stepping in to fill the void of the mom, that the real mom that's not in the picture? I don't know if I could say that, because to me, I feel that she kind of checks out um, mentally with, I, I don't want to give it away, I don't know if we're supposed to, with, no, the, no. with the plot, um, you know, so she's she's really going through something emotionally, and I think at first she's trying to be there a lot more for him. But as kind of all of their lives start unraveling, I feel like she kind of um, takes a step back, and uh, I don't know, has to figure it out for herself. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Now, Camilla, your character Coral, uh, very guarded. Uh, person personality we really don't know what she is thinking except for her demeanor 
and your demeanor comes across as you your character being very malevolent and that's not really the case uh in a lot of the the aspects uh did you and ben have very specific talks as to what extent and what actions coral would do throughout this film No, as Paige was saying, he was he was really trusting of our decisions. I mean, once once the, the casting's done, um, the you know we we we're left to, to to make that interpretation mostly ourselves. Um, but I thought it was, I mean, you call it malevolent. I mean, it, um, I thought it was important for her to 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 have a quite an unreadable expression so that she could remain ambiguous. So that mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I that, um, yeah. I definitely cannot figure out your character. I'm like, I didn't know how far you were going to go, uh, did, won't go, and so on. Now, uh, when you got casted for this role, um, obviously, you know, this film is, is somewhere in America. You're, you're British, obviously. Duh. Uh, do you think Ben, uh, and I? before I ask this question, Camilla, I got to say, I really debated whether I should ask this or not, but I'm going to. I'm going to ask Go ahead. Do you think Ben debated the quote-unquote American stereotype of, you know, people in the UK, Brits, being very cold, guarded, and not showing their emotions? It's a totally untrue stereotype, but do you think Ben was trying to really get to that part when he casted you? Um, well, um, the, the film deals with this this um, feeling of the outsider or the invader, the, the cuckoo, the, the, the somebody who comes inside an already built nest. So an outsider. And so I think that that may well have been helpful, that stereotype of, um, of the cold English person um, and, um, and adds to that feeling of foreignness. Um, to, to, to the family. Um, and um, yeah, so be it. American people sometimes think that English people are cold. That could well, well have helped with the role. Um, and uh, she, she was left alone in, in, a, in a house in, in, in the forest. Um, and um, she was also a, a foreigner in another country, a new person in a family mm -hmm. and all of that. Um, adds to the feeling of otherness outside one thing that coral does not lack is confidence at least that's the way it comes across uh when you came into this doing a horror project uh this is what is now called elevated horror which i just found out very recently is uh, any horror movie that's just not a slasher and actually has a plot and character building and whatnot uh how'd you feel you know doing how do you feel doing this type of genre uh, I mean, a straight-up movie that is supposed to scare people and push things to the limit a little bit. Well, it's you really want to get a reaction out of people from any type of genre, and and one doesn't have an objection to 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 going into any type of genre film, particularly if it has a good plot. Um, and sometimes, you know, um, I suppose a genre can can make um, you know can 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 dominate um, more more than the story, but I, I this is really story led, and if it scares people or makes people feel anything at all, I mean that's that's a really positive reaction. 
exactly laugh cry be scared yes please it's a great result really absolutely now Paige, camilla wears that mask okay very often in the movie very it's a very very creepy mask that she wears um and guys i know everybody nobody's really watched this yet it's not like a halloween mask it's a sort of a therapeutic type of a mask that she wears throughout the day uh donna uh i called you donna page being on 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 the set and acting out your scenes did you ever go to ben and say you know what's up with this mask is it just there to act to add into the creep factor the scare factor what were your thoughts well it was always in the script that she would be walking around in these you know very luxurious robes with her mask on and um i i'm someone that really appreciates visuals so i think that the visual of it just added to the elements and and you know not really knowing who Camilla is or what her intentions are. And again, with the, the, the foreigner aspect, I think it added this like layer of, um, it was like a shield or something to her, but also making it harder, at least for the children to understand her. Um, you know, you really can get these masks. <laughs> they're not an invention. <laughs> in fact, I have one. <laughs> which is a pure coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking of coming to this interview wearing it, actually. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have scared the crap out of me. When you were wearing the mask in the movie, Camilla, um, you're wearing a mask. Obviously, we can't see your facial expressions, but you're still acting. You're still in character uh, through your body movements. Uh, you know, what were you trying to convey Obviously, the mask is there to because it's a very creepy mask. It's there to convey some kind of scare, fear, and it does that. But quite... it's not just—it's not just Epaulette. It's—it's there because she's spending loads of time alone at home, and she's she's really wants to stay being beautiful, and it's a beautification mask, and mm -hmm. she, you know, wants to look resplendent for her new love, and uh, you know, so she sits around in her face mask. Um, so actually. You know, it's, yeah, it happens to have this scary aspect to it, but it's really um, also just quite a mundane thing in another way. Mm. We didn't know what was going to happen to the to the world, these are any masks um, further on down the line, because we shot it before that. Now, but, I want to uh, I wanna ask you both this question. Uh, we know that, you know, movies today, well, for always it's been like this it depends on the, the writer the director they sort of leave a backstory blank and it's very important for actors to portray the characters to have some sort of backstory i want to start with camilla when it came to your character uh you talked about the whole foreigner aspect but when it came to her relations with the family itself uh her interactions with the children uh how did you build a backstory of how you actually started to spend time in the house with the family to you guys had a conversation about making it permanent. What kind of backstory did you build for Coral? Okay, well, my backstory was that I was, I've been taking my career quite seriously. And, um, and um, so I really delayed her becoming a, a mother myself. And um, I met Richard, um, Nick's character um, at a conference. He's always traveling to go to these conferences. Mm -hmm. and, 
and um, you know we live in really international worlds and I and I met him there and um, we imagine we, we managed to see each other occasionally and night and um, on on these work trips and gradually a relationship formed and then I started to go for weekends at the house and um, and gradually started to make myself more and more at home and hoping to um, to become lady of the manor as quickly as possible. Absolutely. Um, Let me ask you this question, Camilla. Uh, you think if Coral had a choice in that building of the backstory that we were talking about, you think she would wish that the children were not in the picture or is she is that what she wants oh, she's really she really finds that side of him attractive that he's a family man because she's been a bit of a career woman well as i say that's my backstory for yeah. her it was script but i thought you know it's very it's it's a brilliant you know i mean it's quite common that people push off um having a baby for later and yeah. um, and um so she's really delighted that he's a family man because that represents um the future that she wants herself um, and as I say, she probably underestimated oh. uh, the, the the size of the responsibility and thought that they could be somehow, you know, put to the side and uh, uh, and everyone could get on fine and, and that they wouldn't annoy her as much as they do. <laughs> totally true. <laughs> now, Paige, when it comes to Donna, I don't want to ask you about the relationship with Camilla. But what kind of backstory, if any, did you build as to what happened to your real, Donna's real mom? Because that is something that's kind of left ambiguous for us. We don't really know. So when it came to Donna's real mom, did you build any kind of a backstory for that? You know, I was so green and I actually, I I really didn't have any professional training until after the movie. And so that's when I started to learn about all of that. But I think for me, it was slightly easier just because um, with what was in the script, it was pretty spelled out. Like I had had a relatively normal childhood and then um, my biological mother did have some kind of what I, what my backstory was, was like some kind of alcoholic, issue or mental mm -hmm. like instability and and so they weren't able to work out the marriage which then you know kind of created some chaos in my life and, and then the story kind of starts from there with with coral coming into the picture like you said you've you know you called yourself green being green on the set did you find everybody uh from ben camilla everybody supported you and helped you if you had any questions and the experience that you got out of this was just invaluable oh yes i think um i mean it's next to impossible to to kind of book anything but that was um if you can book something without any training it is just absolutely the best training there's no class that will ever compare to you yeah. know shooting a project and you know you did not have easy scenes in this movie you had to go through a big arc with your emotions uh yeah. was that difficult for you being inexperienced you know when i read it it, it when i initially got the script and i read it i cried 
and I felt different ways just going throughout the script. So I'm I'm someone that easily accesses emotions and just the way we, we end up changing the dialogue on the shooting day, but the way things were written would just pr- like, you know, bring these emotions out of you. So n- not to say it was like easy at all, but um, I think, you know, Ben and, and his writing partner, Nadia, and everyone being so supportive and having, you know, I had a very emotional scene with Camilla or Coral at mm-hmm. the end. And like, when you have someone that is such a master, it's, it's so much easier. Having a great scene partner makes, you know, makes acting a lot easier, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. Uh, now, Camilla, you know, the ending, like I said, really, I did not see it coming. Uh, when you were reading the script and you got to the end and you saw what Ben was getting at the whole time and how the film uh, reaches its climax, what were your thoughts? Did you like it? Did you think it was, uh, he gave it a special unique touch that we haven't seen before? Yeah, I thought it was perfect, really a perfect opportunity to try and lead the audience in unexpected directions. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta be careful because we don't want to give away any spoilers. I, I totally understand. Uh, there is this one scene where it's you on the stairs with the rope and uh, securing a door. Uh, as we're watching the film, we're like, oh my God, what is this woman doing? Uh, this is just nuts. But at the end, everything gets explained. Um, I was one of those people. I'm like, oh my God, what the hell is she doing? When it came to that scene, I, I think that was... I think that was a very important scene in the movie uh, yeah, to display I that. I mean, did you like that? The way that was played out and the way it was written out? Yeah, I really like that. I, I, I agree. Sometimes little things can really stick in your mind when you watch something, even just some just little cutaway of the way someone is handling a piece of rope or closing a door and something like that. There's that a certain energy can um, uh, can really affect you. Um, and when I was closing that door and using that rope, I wanted to do it with a real passion and certainty. She is, um, you know, really, really, really in a state of really heightened emotion at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We can't talk too much about it because it is going to spoil the the movie and we don't want to do that. Uh, Camille, I just want to ask you one final question. You've had a brilliant career. You've acted in a lot of big titles like Gosford Park uh, as Isabel and so on. At this point, you've done so much work. Is there any character that you have yet to play that you would love to do? Uh, whether it be a villain, uh, a protagonist, or anything that you have not done that you're still craving to do at this point? Oh, I mean, I, I'm, always, I'm always craving to, to play a, a, an interesting part with an interesting character and a full personality and, and scope for, for intrigue. Um, and actually, it's, it's good because as you get older, you tend to 
to be offered less of the insipid parts. Um, the, the I love you sweet roles are, are, um, are, are, are sometimes more difficult to play and, mm-hmm. and less interesting. So um, I, I, I get very excited of, of playing new people, mm-hmm. particularly in good scripts. Oh, yeah. Now, Paige, I, I want to ask you a sort of a different question. You're at the start of your acting career. Uh, you, have, you have talent. That's obvious when people watch this film. You've got plenty of talent as you head out into this world and you start auditioning for different roles and you start booking different roles. Uh, do you want to, where do you want your career to go? Obviously success, duh, you know, you want to be successful in what you do, but do you want to be considered a genre actor or do you want to do like the wide spectrum of roles? You want to play the drama, the character, you want to do more horror in the future, comedy and whatnot. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like when you're starting out, you usually don't have a lot of choice. So any, anything that uh, that comes in and wants me, I want it too. But um, yeah, I, um, I, I'd be interested in playing a villain. I'd be interested in playing a detective. I'd be interested in playing maybe like a drug addict or someone that's like really going through a very turbulent time in their life. Um, I, I don't see myself as a genre actor or, or doing, you know, being a kind of final girl actor. Mm-hmm. If I do another horror film, I, I'd like, I don't even like to consider Father of Flies horror, but um, yeah. Yeah. It, it would have to be something more intellectually driven. Yeah. I, I like complicated characters and I like people going through, you know, uh, kind of different phases of their life. You said something interesting earlier. You said that after you got done filming uh, Father of Flies, you took lessons that you had never done before. What made you decide to take lessons after you shot your first feature film? Well, so I shot my first feature and then I um, I only had a manager at that time. So then I found representation and I did start auditioning and I was lucky to audition. Like here in LA, it's a lot of, um, mostly like TV. Mm-hmm. And so I was going up for these leads and sometimes it would be great and I'd really relate to a character. And then other times I'd be like, oh my God, I don't know how to be this person or I, I don't have any similar life experiences. So then I was like, okay, maybe I should, I should take a class or two. Yeah, that's excellent. Uh, guys, I want to thank you so much. Again, Camilla Rutherford, Paige Ruth, you guys were amazing. The movie is coming out tomorrow. It's called Father of Flies. It's coming out on digital and video on demand. It's a fascinating movie. Please check it out and you'll get to see what we were not able to talk about today. Uh, I want to thank my two guests. Camilla, do you have any final thoughts before we go? Um, yes, just a couple. Um, one is um, Ben sends his apologies for not being here and is really missing missing out on that. And sorry, sorry about it. And the other is um, that the film is dedicated to Nicholas Tucci, who who isn't with us anymore, yeah. and which is terribly and horribly sad. Um, and he never got to see the film, um, and so it's a present to him. Absolutely, absolutely. How about you, Paige? Do you have any final thoughts before we go? Um, she took the words right out of my mouth. Um, yeah, the film's dedicated to Nick, and uh, I hope you all see it, and I hope you enjoy it. 
Yes, absolutely. That, that It's tragic what happened. I want to thank you guys so much. I want to thank our audience for tuning in. Whether you're watching this live or going to be watching this later on. Again, thank you to, to both our guests. Until next time, stay safe, everybody. And on behalf of Camilla and Paige, stay walking. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you.